the Ambitious Radio Network. Conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Are you an entrepreneur, startup junkie, or just someone interested in improving their leadership skills? If you're looking to be motivated, inspired, and uncover what it takes to get to the next level, listening to Ambitious Radio will be well worth the investment of your time. We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. Now, here's your host, Doug Parker. Welcome to Texas Money and Business. So good to have you here on the show today as we have ambitious radio network cranking up and Doug Parker is here. Doug, always, uh, I can count on Doug to bring a great guest to the table and today is going to be one of those great days. So Doug, it's good to see you. Well, good to see you as well. And I'll tell you, I uh, I really do feel blessed just with the relationships and how organically so much comes together. You know, without this show, we, we couldn't make it happen, number one, without our guests coming on because sure. who wants to hear me jabber all the time? But number two, um, we couldn't do it, you know, without our sponsors and we want to definitely always give thanks to those guys. So grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. And also, most of the time, small business owners have to personally guarantee any loans that their companies take out. So, you know, that can be tough if you've got credit report issues or credit score issues. So if you have less than perfect credit, go to repairmycreditnow.com for your free credit report evaluation. So as we kind of get started here on getting to know the ambitious leader, we're going to be talking today to Alan Parr. He's a speaker, teacher, worship leader, very, very dynamic individual. And, you know, I'll tell you what, I first met him, um, you know, with the, the McKinney Independent School District. That's where my kids went to school. And my daughter one time says, Dad, there, there's this guy at our church. I know I know him. And I know I know him from school, but I don't know how I know him. <laughs> so we kind of looked into it a little bit. But but uh, uh, Mr. Parr was the Teacher of the Year for McKinney ISD yes year. So congratulations. Well, thanks so much. Wow. You are so welcome. So welcome. Well, welcome to the show. And, you know, I saw on your website that, you know, there's there's nothing more important than completing your mission. So let's talk about that a little bit. What is, what's your mission? I appreciate the question. Um, well, first of all, as a Christian, I believe that our main mission is to make disciples. Um, and so for me, if I could just kind of elaborate a little bit more on kind of how I got to where I am today, um, you know, I grew up in a religious church, a Baptist church, and, um, you know, pretty much went to church every week. My mom made me to go to church and mm-hmm. have really too much of a say in that. And I really didn't have a personal relationship with God. Um, until college. And somewhere around college, somebody kind of started pouring into me and uh, just kind of sharing the word with me. And uh, But at that time, I was going to a church where there was just all sorts of false doctrine, false teaching, all sorts of crazy things happening. And because I didn't know the word, um, I really just kind of went along with it until I started reading the word for myself and studying and, and really just asking God to kind of show me, you know, what the truth of God's word was. Mm-hmm. And then um, I kind of the scales kind of fell off my eyes and I started to see, um, you know, that there were so many things that were being taught in the church that I was going to at the time that just was inconsistent with what the Bible was saying. And so uh, God just kind of gave me a passion for people like me. And I know there's so many people out there that are, that are just kind of kind of just... Um, just floundering and just Mm -hmm. kind of going along with what maybe they've been taught in the past, but really don't have that connection with God. So Mm -hmm. uh, I just feel like my mission is to reach out to those people who have really not been taught the word that much at all, or they've been taught the word incorrectly and just kind of help them discover uh, the truth of God's word on their own. So they're not really dependent upon someone else kind of feeding them 
uh, feeding the word. I could elaborate a little bit more as far as how I go into that, but well, you know, and, and we're going to get in here in the in the show because I, you know, as I kind of got to know you and I've seen you walk around and, and talking to people and how you uh, influence others and and how they just are kind of naturally attracted to you. And um, you know, I saw you the other day working on one of your your video blogs that's on the site, and I, and I didn't know that 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 was even something you did. I went and checked out your website, and you really have a very interesting story. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. I mean, how, how you know you know kind of where you're from, what you're all about. I know in your own right, you're a very uh, successful person um, and you, you're uh, very well educated, have several degrees in engineering and other things and had an engineering career. And then um, it looks like you started taking a little different path on more of a significance path as opposed to the uh, just success. Now, I'm not saying that you did chose one instead of the other, but I see the significance in some of the things that you're trying to do. So what really led you to do that? I mean, you're, you're working, you're an engineer, probably making great money, and then you decide you want to be a school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, a little great, different dynamic there. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, yeah, you know, I, I um, my story is pretty simple. I went off to... Uh, Oh, in high school, I was really good at math and science, which is kind of explains how I've started teaching math right now, right. high school math. But I was really good at math and science, and so I didn't know really what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And so, like most kids, you kind of go into a counselor's office, and they say, well, what are you good at? Well, math and science. Well, you need to go in to be an engineer. I didn't really know what engineers did, and so I started majoring in engineer and, uh, engineering and um, went on and got a master's degree only because they said, well, if you get a master's degree, you'll make a little bit more money. So I did that, came out, started working at Ford Motor Company in Detroit, Michigan, and the money was great. I mean, the prestige was great, company cars, all that good stuff, business travel, but I just didn't feel completely and totally fulfilled with what I was doing every day. I felt like I was just making a check. I felt like I was just kind of living for the money. And at the same time, uh, there was another passion of mine that was kind of brewing at the time. And I got opportunities to teach Bible study on Tuesday nights. I got okay. chances to work with youth. I actually got a chance to preach my first sermon when I was, I want to say, 21 or 22 years old. Oh, cool. And after I preached that first sermon, it was at a church. It was probably about 15 people there. I mean, it was a really small church. And I knew right then and there at 21, 22 years old, I think it was 22, that this was what I was called to do, uh, was to communicate God's word. And so then I had a decision to make. Mm -hmm. Was I going to stick around for the money? I'd spent six years of my life uh, in school uh, trying to achieve success, if you will. And um, no sooner do I get out there, about a year and a half after working at Ford, I felt God calling me or leading me, however you want to see it, uh, to give all of that up. And it was a, it was, I always say to people, it was the easiest hard decision I've ever had to make in my right. life because sure. um, it was easy in a sense that everything within me was very passionate about teaching and preaching and communicating God's word and helping others grow. Uh, but it was a tough decision because I knew I was going to be taking a major pay cut. Uh, and so to make a long story short, I went to seminary, um, started working at some churches and realized quickly that uh, ministers need to supplement their income. And so one thing led to another. And I said, well, what can I do? I don't want to go back into engineering. It really wasn't my passion. And so I ended up uh, getting my certification, certif excuse me, certification teaching. And so I've been kind of bivocational for some years. So. Uh, this is so good, Alan. It, and it, I think what you're doing is really setting a great example for our audience because there's so many, if most, if not, if, if not, you know, everyone that goes through life like this and they realize they've quickly jumped into something. Yes, it's generating income, but they're not living out their passions. That's that. 
uh, deficit is going to stay with them their whole life until they make that change. You're able to make that change fairly early in, in your life, and that's that's commendable. But I think, Doug, it's important because in doing something like this, we have to we have to embrace our passions. Otherwise, you know, we're, we're going to feel that hole in our life until we make the change, right? Yeah, you know, in, in, in our last show with, with, uh, with Jada Edwards, you know, she elaborated on personality styles. And if you're operating outside of your personality style, how that can be so draining to you. And so I could see that being very similar, operating in a career path that you might be good at it, but it doesn't fill you. And that, that could be very draining because you're going through the motions and you can fake it. You know, you hear fake it till you make it. Well, sometimes you start faking it till you make it and you're just faking it and you're not making it. And then you start kind of going on the decline. Now, I'll, I'll be a little transparent with you here. So, so uh, you know, you know my daughter Valerie and she just graduated from McKinney Boyd last year and just finished up her first semester at Dallas Baptist. And really proud of her and she's really great with kids and loves kids and volunteers at our church and there's all kinds of great stuff and I've out of selfish purposes asked her over the years Valerie just volunteer at the church to get the itch scratched of the kids <laughs> and go out there and make a living doing yes. something that you're that, that you can make some money with and she's like dad I'm real passionate about kids and I want to help them learn and I want to expose them to the truth and and um, and I, I struggle with that because I don't, I don't want to see my daughter struggle. Right. Um, you know, I want it to be a situation where, where, you know, we're, we're working and, and trying to find ways to, to, you know, help her be successful. And I, and I want her to, to, you know, be able to grow up and get married and all the things that are there. But if she doesn't grow up and get married for whatever reason, I don't want her to struggle and, you know, be, you know, impoverished, you know, kind sure. of a deal. <laughs> but that significance piece is already on her heart at 19 years old. Wow. So, um, Let's talk about that a little yeah. bit about that just significance and I mean how do you how how do yeah. you really make that decision? Yeah, that's a that is a great question, you know, and it's so funny hearing you say that because uh, I was given that same exact advice. So to give you a little bit of background, I come from a background of teachers. My mom is a retired teacher of uh, 34 years. My aunt was a retired teacher of, I want to say, 36 years. And so growing up in a single-parent home, I saw personally the struggle right. of not being able to provide like you know she would have wanted for her children. Mm-hmm. And so it's so funny. I tried to do everything <laughs> in my power to avoid that, which is why I went into a, what I thought was a financially successful route which is engineering, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it's interesting how God works because I've found that when you follow your passion and, and you're faithful to what God has called you to, that God will provide financially in ways that you never imagined. I mean, I've got, um, you know, a tutoring company now that I run where I'm able to uh, make some extra income. Um, I've been fortunate to be able to work for some churches part-time in mm-hmm. addition to my teaching salary. I'll also work with another uh, organization, National Math and Science Initiative, where I travel and teach kids calculus around the country. And so my testimony is that God has really brought back to me um, whatever financial um, losses that I may have experienced from Mm. engineering. I mean, he's brought that back to where I'm pretty much making now uh, what I was what I what I was making as an engineer, but even besides the money and putting that aside, because that's really people don't go in ministry or teaching for the money. Let's right. be honest about that. But what keeps me going, and probably what's going to keep your daughter going, going is um, just the countless letters that I get from students 
every year, uh, emails, students that I've seen, uh, you know, students from college, um, you know, that are in college now that I had in high school, where they'll write me back and they'll say, Mr. Parr, you know, I'm still learn, still using some of the things that I learned mm, in your class. That's great. Um, man, because of your impact, I'm now majoring in math, or I'm a teacher because of the way I saw you teach and the way you're passionate in school about, you know, just, so just seeing that in uh, the students that I've had yeah. and also in ministry and the, the impact I've been able to make in people's lives to me means so much more than anything I could achieve financially. What a great compliment to get yeah. that kind of feedback and to know you've made that kind of an impact in their life. They're yeah, really it really incredible. is. It's, it's yeah. fantastic. And, and, you know, guys, if you like what you're hearing here, um, you know, tune in to, to uh, Facebook and like us there. Follow us on Twitter and tune in after a brief word from our sponsors. We're going to be talking more with Alan Parr about his pursuits and his experiences of becoming an entrepreneurial leader right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. Hey, Ambitious listeners, you hear us interviewing entrepreneurs all the time, and there's a common theme. They want to be more productive and improve their communication. As an ambitious entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. The Ambitious Radio Network recently partnered with Grasshopper to offer our listeners a special discount. Log on to ambitiousradio.com and click on the Grasshopper banner in the bottom right-hand corner. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forwards callers to your mobile phone or others in your organization. Get a toll-free free number or local number for your business with multiple extensions. Set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world. Get your voicemails emailed to you as an audio attachment or transcribe an email. Keep business calls separate from your personal calls. Plans start at $12 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember to click on the Grasshopper banner at AmbitiousRadio.com for a special discount for our listeners. Join the over 150,000 small business owners that have stayed connected with Grasshopper. See how Grasshopper works? It's the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn the world into your office. Back with you here on Texas Money and Business on KEXB, Experts in Business, and a, certainly a roundtable of experts in business today on the show. Ambitious Radio Network is underway with uh, Doug Parker. Doug? Yeah, Ron, thanks so much for uh, for running the helm over there, keeping everything in line. And, and, you know, with our show, a lot of times we're talking to entrepreneurs and, and business owners. Uh, today we're talking to someone that, you know, in my opinion, um, is 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 more important than, than any business owner out there. He's, he's leading America's youth and, and getting them, you know, back on track and doing just really marvelous things in math and science, teaching calculus. We've got Alan Parr, McKinney ISD, Teacher of the, Le- of the Year last year. Amazing. And does so many other things as well. But welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. You know, I'll tell you, you know, one of the one of the things uh, that, that you had mentioned, I think you had a, a favorite quote, and it was, uh, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And, and I think that's maybe uh, President Theodore Roosevelt. But um, I've seen you firsthand. I mean, I see how much you care. I, I, my daughter, uh, you know, a recent graduate of McKinney, I don't even think she had you ever as a teacher. Right. But she knew how much you, you care because she sees how you invest in other kids and other things. And that's a powerful thing because, you know, kids most of the time, they're not real big on teachers, to be honest with you, right, you know. Right, <laughs> And to have that, and, and uh, yesterday we had a dinner for her 19th birthday, and she was, uh, I told her you were going to be on the show today, and she was like, oh, that, he's such a great guy. And so <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I really, uh, I'm a, I'm a uh, hometown homer in McKinney, and I always want what's best for, uh, you know, for our community, but I'm so glad to have you part of, you know, who's educating, you know, our kids there in McKinney. It's, it's good stuff. So Thank congrats you. on your successes. Appreciate it. Thanks. 
Yeah. So, you know, as we kind of get into uh, to this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, becoming an ambitious leader. And it's all brought to you by all3reports.com. That's all the number three reports with an S.com. Many people check their credit every three to five years when they're, you know, maybe financing their home or purchasing a new vehicle. But if there is an issue, it could be too late and you'd have to react to it. So be proactive. Go to all3reports.com. And speaking of a new vehicle, a wise person once said, lease what depreciates and buy what appreciates. So go to autoflexleasing.com. They offer a better way to lease your next car. So as a leader in the education system and ministry, um, what's one of the personal habits that you would say that has most contributed to your success? Yeah, I appreciate the question. Um, I think for me, uh, just making sure that I do the same thing every day, that I'm consistent, that Mm -hmm. I'm diligent, um, continuing to have a very high standard of excellence. Um, I think for me, uh, just just being disciplined to do the same thing every day. I mean, discipline in general means uh, a way I look at it is two different ways. You know, not doing the things that you'd probably want to do that aren't good for you, mm-hmm. and disciplining yourself not to do those things. But also disciplining yourself to do the things that you really don't want to do, which is get up and read your word and and um, you know return emails and grade papers and do all those things. And so I think the thing that's really been able to um, that I've been able to achieve success is just really being disciplined every single day to do the things, the little things, you know, that make a difference um, to set you apart from other people. Yeah. Well, and, and not not to you know to paint you into too much of a corner because you know there's separation of church and state and those kinds of things. And and again, I, I've seen you in action at at church. My daughter's seen you in action at school. And I know people want to know what makes you tick. You know what I mean? I know that they know there's something different about you compared to to others. Um, But, you know, with your life mission, how do you um, stay, you know, within the lines and how important is to share your faith, but without crossing over the line to, you know, create a problem? And I I think about it at school. You know, some of the songs I've been uh, at, my son was in choir and they're singing songs about Jesus. And and I'm Mm -hmm. loving that's great. Um, if I flip the script and I was a Muslim parent, I might not want my parents you know, sure. singing that. But I say also, if I'm a as a Christian parent and we're singing some kind of Muslim songs, I wouldn't like that too much. Sure. So, you know, it's a real fine line. So can you talk about that all? You got anything you can add there? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I'm very, very fortunate. I'm blessed. I'm in a very unique situation. Uh, the the principal, who's actually no longer the principal at our school, he's now the superintendent of uh, McKinney ISD. Oh, Rick McDaniel. I love that guy. You know that guy, right? Yes. Sir. Yeah, yeah. See, so Rick McDaniel is a, a strong Christian. And so um, I, I can't prove this, but I think that he, um, you know, selected uh, as he personally hired most of the people that are uh, working at the, at the school. Um, I think he really went out of his way to try to hire a lot of Christians, or at least people who uh, uphold Christian values and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so our school is a little bit unique. Uh, At the beginning of every year, we start with prayer uh, as a faculty. And, uh, you know, we pray uh, together. We go throughout the halls. Many of the faculty, we go Mm. through the halls at the beginning of the school year and pray over the uh, school, over the rooms, over the seats that the children are going to sit in. And you just don't have a lot of school districts uh, that are doing those type of things. But as far as me in the classroom, obviously, I understand that my main reason for being there is not to preach to them about Jesus Christ. It's to teach them math. 
but I think two ways that I try to kind of communicate God's God's word or God's truth. One is just through my life and through my through the way I live my life. I tell the kids the first day what I'm about. I let them know when I'm introducing myself on the first day. Hey, I'm Mr. Parr. I'm a licensed minister. I work at the church. If I'm not here, I'm probably at the church. I tell them some values that I have. The language should be clean, so on and so forth. Uh, but then in addition to just living my life or at least trying to live my life as best I can, uh, I do have a lot of students who will just personally ask me questions about my faith, about where do I go to church, uh, why do you believe what you believe? And so I just take try to take those opportunities and make the most of them. Yeah, that's that is unbelievable. It really is. And and, and my kids have since kindergarten and have both now graduated um, from McKinney schools. That's something I, I was never aware of. So I really uh, just reinforces why why I love uh, love my community. I'll tell you that best place in America to live as uh, ranked by Money Magazine. <laughs> that's right. So that's good stuff. Now let me ask you this: as far as advice goes, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Um, you know, I think I'm thinking um, if you do what you love, uh, then you'll never work a day in your life. Okay. Uh, right. And and once again, that that ties back to. I know so many people that are stuck in careers where their money is great. They've now got two or three kids, and so they're stuck there. Mm -hmm. And so they feel like they're working, you know, whereas for me, um, you know, I love what I do, both at the school and at the church. And so I don't feel like I'm working. And so, um, you know, if you do what you love doing, you'll never feel like you're working a day in your life. And you're not driven by money. You're driven by just being significant. So, you know, there, there's a lot of people that say that, but I can see you're truly, you know, living that out. So mm -hmm. if you could go back to the island of 10 years ago and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Oh, man, if I could go back and tell myself something uh, 10 years ago, I'd probably tell him and try to teach him about what love really is. Okay. You know, when I think about who I was 10 years ago, um, and admittedly, I, I was very selfish. Mm -hmm. um, not to say that I, I don't have anywhere to, to improve <laughs> nowadays, now especially being a newlywed and whatnot. Um, but I was very selfish in those times. You know, didn't really quite understand what love was all about, really thought more about me. Uh, but if I could go back, you know, I would just tell Alan Parr of, you know, 30-year-old Alan Parr, that love is really about putting other people first. It's about looking at how you can meet other people's needs and not simply your own and, um, and just truly um, trying to teach him about being selfless mm. and thinking about others before he thinks about himself. Interesting. Very yeah. good stuff. Now, if you were going to give some advice to an aspiring leader, you know, you got a, a kid that's a leader in some capacity at the school or maybe somebody at the church, and they have some leadership traits and you can see them stepping out there, what, what kind of advice would you give an aspiring leader? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say uh, the first thing is focus on one key thing. I think one of the mistakes that I've made as a leader is I've tried to do lots of things well, and as a result, you end up doing not so many of them great. Right. Uh, you know, when you look at Tiger Woods, you look at Kobe Bryant, you look at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan wasn't trying to be a golfer, and Tiger Woods wasn't trying to be a Well, he a did try to be player. a baseball player That's one right. time. That's right. He did try to do that. <laughs> he didn't and do didn't very good. didn't work out for him, exactly, because <laughs> right. he didn't focus on his one thing. Right. And so I would say the best advice I, I would give to an aspiring leader would be to find your one thing that you know you're called to, that you know you're passionate about, uh, that you know that for this season you should be focusing your time 
time and your talents and your treasures and just focus on that. Not that you can't do other things, but make sure that that is the thing that takes up the majority of your time and your efforts and your energy because the more you spread yourself into all these other areas, then the less effective you'll be at the one thing that God's called you to. Mm. That's like Zig Ziglar said, you know, specialize or die. You yeah. know, and so yeah. that's exactly right. Hey, Alan, question for you. As you uh, fulfill and, and enjoy your role as a teacher, uh, obviously optimized and gifted to do what you do, uh, what are your aspirations uh, or are there any as far as maybe one day becoming principal superintendent or you are, are you happy and content with where you are now until God uh, taps you on the shoulder and says, let's step up a, a rung or two. That's a great question. Um, I think right now I'm content being in the classroom only because, um, you know, I, I never really saw my long-term career as being a teacher or even being an education. Mm. I kind of fell into this <laughs> yeah. uh, role, um, you know, but I, I really feel like long-term God has called me to ministry. So I never really, uh, took it seriously as far as trying to move up and being sure. a principal or being in administration. Very good. Very yeah, good. Yeah, that's that really is great stuff for our ambitious listeners. And you know, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the Be Ambitious newsletter. Next, we're going to be talking more to Alan Parr about the ambitious things that he's doing now and really what's next on Ambitious Radio, KEXB, Experts in Business. It is great radio, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you're, you're in the right place uh, when you're listening to Ambitious Radio Network with Doug Parker here on KEXB, Experts in Business. And it is a joy to have Doug here. Uh, always brings in wonderful guests. And certainly, Doug, you have one today with uh, Alan Parr. Well, i tell you what. Thanks so much for that. And, and again, I, I always look at these opportunities to bring people in, to learn from them. I look at it as a mentoring session for Doug Absolutely. Parker. And you know, then we get to broadcast it out to the thousands and millions of people you know, around the world and, and listen to what's going on. So sure. um it's, it's just great to have uh, have folks like this. And as we mentioned before, if you're tuning in a little bit late, you know, Alan is, is uh, involved in ministry, but he's also the teacher of the year, the reigning champion, teacher of the year, McKinney ISD, <laughs> undisputed uh, teacher of the year for a secondary so that's high school, right? Yes, sir. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Well, if you are uh, an expanding business and uh, you don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a new phone system, consider grasshopper.com. Keep your existing numbers. Multiple extensions, voicemails transcribed, and no new hardware. Grasshopper.com. It's the entrepreneur's phone system. So today, as we mentioned, Teacher of the Year, Alan Parr, visiting with him, learning all kinds of cool stuff about really significance as opposed to just success. And I want to make uh, one thing extraordinarily clear here. It's not an either or. It's uh, He's very successful, but he's chosen significance to kind of dominate. And then uh, by God's plan, he's he's providing with success. Yeah, just really, honestly, beyond belief. I, I didn't even know all the other things that you were kind of sharing there. And it's cool how, how that can work out when you when you, uh, when you you really follow that plan and, and do it. So let's talk about kind of, you know, you know what's next. I mean, not everything is uh, unambitious is always fo- focused on business projects and making money, as, as we talked about. But, um, you know, is there is there anything out there you're promoting right now? I see that you've you know, authored some books and some different things. So what kind of what you promoting right now? Oh, I appreciate you asking. Um, so right now, uh, my focus has been, well, for, for years, um, I've focused most of my efforts and attention with teaching the Bible in a traditional church context. 
And while I certainly wholeheartedly believe in the church, I'm very active at my church and I look forward to teaching at my church. I also believe we're living in a time where um, there's so many people who, for whatever reason, whether it's valid or invalid, they just won't go to church. They won't step foot in church. And so I'd say about two years ago, I felt like God put it on my heart to look at other ways that we can communicate God's word and reach those people that may or may not come into church for whatever personal reasons they may have. And so when you look at social media, you look at Facebook, you look at YouTube and Twitter, and that, like it or not, that's the direction that our world is going in. Yeah. And so right now, uh, my goal is to uh, utilize those means to communicate God's Word. And so I've got a uh, YouTube channel, uh, www.youtube.com forward slash the beat AGP. AGP is my initials. And I actually quickly found out that if you just search for the beat. There's about a million beat YouTube channels. Right. So you have to do the beat Alan Parr. And so uh, it's called the beat for a biblical encouragement and truth. And, uh, and so I've got some videos on there that some of them are more theological and more controversial. So that's kind of the truth part. And then the other parts are just encouraging. So question, you know, just encouraging people in their walk with God. And so right now, um, every Tuesday around 10 a.m., I release about a five-minute video, uh, maybe answering a question that people may have about the Bible, about the faith. And so um, really excited about that. Uh, I've got some great feedback and some great interaction on Facebook, um, a good community of people that interact with me every week. And um, I've been really blessed to meet some people on there that have admitted that, say, I haven't been to church in a couple of years, but I love your videos. And I love what you're doing. And so that's really exciting for me. Um, also written one uh, ebook. It's called The Bible Story. And it just basically takes people through the whole story of the Bible. And um, just so that they can, if they're feeling like, man, I, I, I want to grow, I want to learn, but I don't know where to start. I don't know how to tie the, the Bible together. That's what that's about. And I've got some other biblical resources on my website as well, alanpar.com. You know, Alan, it's great to have you here. And, you know, uh, Doug, I love to meet gentlemen like this uh, because I love to call them change agents. They're mm-hmm. truly agents of change. They bring about change in, in a good way in people's lives, in his case, uh, students and, and, and anyone that you influence in ministry. Alan, it's interesting. You mentioned a moment ago in, in one of our previous conversations that uh, you you love to serve as sort of a liaison to uh, point people in the right direction. If they're if they feel like they're not in the right church, you have an ability to to share with them and kind of put them on the right path or wherever they need to be. They'll optimize their their walk. Uh, speak to that for a moment because it's so important that we need to be where we're going to be fed, where God's called us to. But I think to have someone like yourself to to help direct that person, it really is an important thing to do. Yeah, and that's a great that's a great question. Um, you know, I think for a lot of us, we, I can speak for myself, you know, we, we oftentimes don't have a mentor. Yeah. Or we don't have people to ask questions to. We're just kind of left to figure things out on our own. I know that was my story for a very long time. Sure. And so what I kind of see my role is right now is really meeting people and connecting with people who I would not have ever really met before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somehow maybe they through seeing a video or a weekly blog, they, they reach out to me. And now I, I feel like I'm able to answer the questions that they may have. Uh, I've got uh, a means for people to share their prayer requests on my website. And Good. so that's been great. So I can kind of hear people's stories. And so I just try to be there to serve yeah. people. Um, in any way that I can. Very good. Yeah. Very you good. know, that, that's real interesting. One of the things that our church, I think our uh, church, I think it's the vision is what it is, but it's to create environments where the unchurched love to attend and the church are fully engaged with God insiders and outsiders. So there are people that maybe don't look like church going members. And when they go to some churches, they 
are made to feel like they're an outcast and they don't fit there. And that's it's such a, a different dynamic, which probably creates that environment where people don't feel comfortable going to church. So you've created some of these outlets that at least will you know provide them with some truth and a, and a little bit of a bridge to getting them at least more on the right trajectory to, to heading in the right direction. I, I know that um, Pastor Conway talks all the time about, you know, it's okay to not be okay as long as you're on the road to being okay. Yeah. Like and that. uh, so that's that's kind of a direction to go there. So, you know, uh, let's talk about, you know, what drives you to stay so active because, you know, being a driven person um, and and dealing with controversial subjects, and you're talking about you're on Twitter and Facebook. So I know there's some, some positive stuff. I'm sure every once in a while you get some mudslingers that yes. want to oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, say something as well. So, um, you know, what, what keeps you motivated and, 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 and so driven? Yeah. Um, well, uh, that's a great question. Uh, I think for me, it's the fact that I know that there are so many people out there who are in the same boat as I was in 20 years ago, where I, I knew God, I had a relationship with God, but I didn't really have a clear uh, growth track. I didn't quite know how to go from where I was to the next level spiritually mm-hmm. so that I could just really develop that relationship with God. And so knowing that there's so many people out there that are just lost, frustrated, confused, um, that keeps me going to know that, man, if I could just if I could just connect with some of these people and just if I had one hour with them and sit down with them and share my story with them and just kind of show them how uh, understanding God, understanding the Word of God, and and uh, and just developing that relationship with God, and how that can truly change your life uh, and help you make better decisions. Um, that's what drives me. I know there's so many people out there like that. Yeah, no, that makes that makes a huge difference. Now, I know you mentioned about mentors and people that you're surrounding yourself with, and how important that is. So, let's talk about some people that maybe are mentoring you, and, and why. Yeah, uh, you know, I was blessed. Um, the I'd say about a year ago to meet a guy named Reggie Hilliard. Okay. And he actually is a member of One Community Church. Okay. And uh, it just started off, actually, he and I playing racquetball and uh, just kind of an innocent relationship, just, you know, playing racquetball on Monday nights, talking noise, having a good time. But uh, Reggie is about 50 years old. Um, he's been married, I want to say, 28 years. Okay. And so as he started, he and I started having conversations, we realized we had a lot in common. Mm-hmm. And I just realized how much I can learn from him right. because we have a lot in common. But the fact that he's 28 years down the road as far as marriage is concerned. Yep. And so um, and we just developed a great relationship. Uh, he, too, is an entrepreneur, somebody that you may want to also have on your, on your show. Sure. Um, and so we've just developed a great relationship. He's been giving me great advice as a newlywed and even throughout my whole courtship with my wife. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. You know, I think uh, one of my favorite Bible scriptures talks about, I think it's Proverbs thirteen twenty. he who walks with the wise will become wise, yeah. but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So I've been on both sides of that before on the <laughs> being harmed by being with fools and, and, and hanging out with wise people and becoming wise. But um, so what's next for you? I mean, what are you working on? Do you have uh, anything out there that you're kind of you know looking at in the next three to five years? Right. Um, well, uh, I'd say the... The thing that I'm working on right now is, which is going to take some time to pull off, but I've got this vision that I feel like God's kind of put on my heart. It's called Connect. And I'd love to put together a series of videos and a curriculum that the average person, not a seminary student, but just an average Christian who wants to connect with God can download these videos, download this uh, PDF um, handout 
and they can watch these videos. Um, they can interact with them, have scriptures for people to read, and it'll help show people how do you connect with God through prayer? How do you connect with God through worship? How do you connect with God through Bible study? How do you connect with God through fasting? How do you connect with God through small group? How do you connect with God through serving? How do you connect with God through finding your spiritual gift and discovering your purpose? And so it's, it's a vision about how do I, who I'm not connect, I'm not connected with God right now. How do I connect with God mm-hmm. on all those levels? And so that's that's that, where I'd love to work work well, towards. That's great. Well, you know, put put that in writing. You know, I know you're a very <laughs> ambitious person, and and one thing about ambitious people, if we're not careful. You know, we got all these different visions. Yeah, it's like herding cats. <laughs> so you know, put it put it in writing. But it sounds like a fantastic one to to get out there and, and go after. I mean, it's ambitious times. Uh, after we hear a brief word from our sponsors, we'll be discussing more with Alan what he does to recharge his ambitious body, mind, and spirit. Right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. Here's another RepairMyCreditNow.com story. Home ownership. It's the American dream. It's a goal you've always hoped to achieve. You've spent countless weekends looking for the perfect house on the ideal block. The rates are low and you've saved enough for the down payment. Unfortunately, now the mortgage company says there's a little hitch. Okay, let's be honest. It's a gigantic, gargantuan hitch. It's your credit. And it looks like your estimated house payment will be (laughs) a lot www.repairmycreditnow.com Hello, this is Doug Parker with repairmycreditnow.com. Do you have less than perfect credit, a repo, maybe some late payments, a collection account? Are they being reported accurately? Studies show that over 70% of Americans have inaccuracies on their credit reports. Where do you fit in? Go to repairmycreditnow.com for your free credit report evaluation. And remember, your credit is your future. If you want to get started now, log on now. Repairmycreditnow.com RepairMyCreditNow.com www.RepairMyCreditNow.com Back in here on Texas Money and Business uh, and talking uh, a great, great conversation. Uh, you know, not necessarily money or business, but, you know, hey, it's a great conversation with Alan Parr and, of course, uh, Doug Parker. You always have great guests here on Ambitious Radio Network, Doug. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for all that you do for the show. And, and in this segment, we're going to talk about, you know, recharging the ambitious Body, mind, and spirit, and it's made possible by RepairMyCreditNow.com. Having bad credit, bad credit can certainly be draining. Uh, it's okay to not be okay as long as you're on the road to being okay. We talked about that a little bit earlier. So if you've got bad credit, let RepairMyCreditNow.com get you back on track. Uh, many of our ambitious listeners prefer to listen to books, and I know that I'm one of those people as opposed to reading them. I read what I have to, and I try to listen to the rest. But we've teamed up with Audible.com to offer one free audiobook. Just go to AmbitiousRadio.com and click on the Audible banner and sign up for the program there, and you get one free book. So today, talking to Alan Parr, teacher extraordinaire, speaker, singer, man, this guy does it all. I'm going to tell you what, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. So let, let's talk about you know some of the things. We've talked about a lot of positive stuff, which is great, but the reality is, is life isn't always like that. Sometimes it deals you some duds. So what is it out there that maybe drains you? Yeah. Well, my, my biggest problem uh, has always been a t- trying to take on too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, right now, um, tutoring, teaching, involved at church, Got my own personal ministry that we've talked about with the online and the YouTube channel and my website. And so what drains me oftentimes is trying to be great and to be successful and be perfect at all these different things. I don't want to let one ball drop. Uh, and so, um, you know, I really just have to kind of 
find out, you know, the two or three things that I really need to focus my attention on so that I'm not drained and tired and overworked and stressed. Yeah, I think Jim Collins said it in, in his book, Good to Great. It says that good is the enemy of great. Yes. Because you're doing good and it's good enough for a lot of people and it right. prevents you from getting to greatness. And you got all these little things that are going on that are good. And, you know, the ambitious individuals out there, the great thing is you're ambitious. You're out there doing stuff. The right. problem is, is you're ambitious and you're out doing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and it's, and it's you know, trying to, to figure out what you're really best at mm-hmm. and then focus on those things. And, you know, just uh, like I said, on our last show with, with Jada Edwards, you know, she was really talking about personality styles and how if you're operating outside your personality style, that can be draining to you. Sure. And if you're doing a job that you really don't like to do, that can be draining to you. So it's figuring out what you're really best at and then focusing on those things and you know I don't know what the limit is I mean I've, I've got you know four or five different businesses and, and different things too and sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I'm watering down you know one of them because I'm focused on this other one there's right. only 24 hours in a day right. but <laughs> uh, but it's just the, the you know the, the price you pay sometimes I guess so let me ask you this do you have um, any any favorite uh, any favorite movies you like to watch just to kind of recharge oh you know well uh, one a couple of old ones um, um, Admittedly, I'm a, a Eddie Murphy fan, or at least okay. you know All some right. of his old stuff, and so not Donkey from uh, from Shrek. He's talking Golden Child and things like that. Oh, there you go. Coming Way to back. America. I'm, there you go. I'm, I'm yeah. dating myself, but yeah, yeah, coming to America. Yeah, Eddie. Uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> Very happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, that, those are always good movies. I love Rocky movies. I love. Um, a Beautiful Mind is a great movie, yeah. one of my favorite yeah. movies. Yeah. So any of those movies. How often do you get compared to Denzel Washington? I mean, <laughs> I thought the actor was in the, in the oh, studio man, when you brought that, him in. And my wife, to, she she yeah. jokes with me all the time because yeah. when we go out, it's only a matter of time where somebody will start to look at me and they'll right. say, you know, you remind me. And is that yeah. after we get those three words, or you look like, right. we kind of know where it's going. Yeah. So Exactly. I could, yeah. I'd have a lot of, as a practical <laughs> joker, I'd have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So now let me ask you this. What do you do to, to recharge? I mean, I see that you're pretty active yeah. you know, athletically, but you, you also are very you know active with other stuff. But how do you actually recharge? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I, I've got a lot of things that I really enjoy doing. Um, you know, I'm, I've got a lot of hobbies. Um, I love playing golf. I'm used to be a lot better at it. I'm not that good at it anymore. <laughs> I sold my <laughs> because golf all clubs. those other th- yeah. See, I feel like I'm one step away <laughs> of selling mine. Um, I love skiing. So once a year, I get away with a group of people and we ski for a few days, and I feel completely and totally recharged when I come back. But just more on an everyday basis. Um, I love to play chess. I love to play racquetball. So every Monday night, I've got a racquetball league that I play in. I try to play two or three times a week. Um, and also maybe just sometimes just sneaking away and reading, okay. uh, sitting by you know a lake and just just sitting around reading a good book. So speaking of reading a good book, what's your favorite book? You know, um, one of the books that I've read that's just stuck with me is a book called The Heart of the Artist, and it's actually a book that is written primarily for people in the arts. Okay. So that could be dance, that could be drama, that could be music. Um, and so it's just a book that really helps you discern what is your motivation for wanting to be an artist. And it's written from the perspective of some of the struggles that artists have that, you know, they've got chapters in there about um, excellence versus perfectionism mm-hmm. and that fine line between, okay, I've got high standards of excellence, but perfectionism isn't good or right. servanthood versus stardom. So it's good to be a servant, but what's the line between that and stardom uh, character and different things like that. And so uh, it was one of those books that, 
I would highlight just almost every line, every page was filled with highlight. It was an excellent book. Well, that's good stuff. Well, speaking of that, you know, we will go back, and if you miss something on the show, we'll put it uh, on the on the reference page. So just go to ambitiousradio.com, click on Listen, and then click on uh, the guests. Their names will pop up there, so it'll be obviously under Alan Parr, and we'll, we'll uh, display that book so you can go in and check it out. We always like to hear, you know, from your perspective, things that, that, that help uh, help you recharge that ambitious body, mind, and spirit. So, so speaking of that, I understand you just got back uh, from your honeymoon from absolutely my favorite place in the world next to McKinney, Texas, Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Puerto Vida, right? Yes, Puerto Vida. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, is there other places that you like to go? Is this your new favorite spot or you're going to go somewhere else next? What do you think? Well, you know, um, I haven't, I have, to, I have to admit, one of the regrets that I have in my life is I really haven't done a ton of traveling. Uh, as a single man, you know, I really didn't take the, a lot of opportunities. I went to, did the skiing, I did the golf trips, but as far as traveling overseas, I really hadn't done much of that. But now that I'm married and have somebody to travel with who happens right. to actually love traveling as one of her hobbies, okay. then we're looking to do a lot of traveling. Um, you know, we're going to go to Vegas soon over the break and just have a good time there. We're going to uh, hopefully go to, we want to go to the Holy Land okay. and uh, just have that whole experience there. She's all actually from Nigeria, so oh, okay. uh, one of these days we want to sneak back and see her homeland and where she grew up and and uh, of course you know go over uh, overseas as well and do the whole Europe tour so those are just a few a few uh, places I'd love to go yeah that's cool you know I, I get stuck on Costa Rica I, I'm, I'm a creature of habit and, and back know, to Costa Rica yeah too, absolutely as back, soon as we can yeah it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's fantastic and the travel it's so close and everything so real quick let's talk about um, you know kind of sleep and how much you know it takes for you to operate at such a high level so so how much sleep does it take for you per night to, to get recharged <laughs> Well, it's funny. I'm laughing because uh, my wife, she knows me well, and she can kind of tell whenever I don't get a lot of sleep because mm-hmm. I get kind of crabby and irritable and short. Yep. And so, you know, sometimes I'll come home and she'll say, you know, honey, you need to go to bed. Right. You know, and so for me, I, as much as I love to think that I can operate well off of four or five hours, mm-hmm. um, the reality is that I'm not the best person to be around whenever I okay. consistently try to operate off of four or five hours. And so for me to operate well and and to be able to function well, I'd say I need about between six and eight hours every night. But the tough thing is whenever you're passionate about so many things and you're driven and you, you, you have this goal that you want to achieve, it's hard to consistently get six or eight hours of sleep. You know, when I was going through my, my, my show prep notes, you know, you put five hours on there and I, in most, really everybody I've talked to, it has been between six and eight. Mm-hmm. And when I saw five, I was, you know, I hear people out there that can operate off of four or five, and I don't know how they do. It. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> um, but when when I saw five, and I thought, man, I want to I want to hear a little more about this, and it explains a lot. You know, you can operate on whatever you have to operate on, but it does affect you. And so whenever you're focused on that, you know, my wife was talking about one of my kids the other day, and, and she was saying that, you know, whenever they get uh, hungry or they get sleepy. They turn into like basically like they were in their little babies. You know what I mean? They're yeah. cranky. They're they're yeah. just irritable, mm-hmm. and it's just you know, hey, do you need some rest or do you need some food? And then you get them that, and then they're okay again for a few more hours. So right. <laughs> anyway, that's just kind of how it works. So uh, when it comes to to uh, work life balance, I, I know that's a tough one. We've talked a lot about kind of different things. Do you have anything where you kind of have a timeout and it's like, hey, here's you know, there's some off limit time. Yeah, no, that that's also a great question. Um, yeah, I have had to be intentional about. Um, keeping up with my schedule and scheduling certain things, scheduling my gym time, scheduling a massage every every couple of weeks, scheduling um, my time with God, mm-hmm. um, you know, scheduling time with my wife and just being intentional about 
saying, you know what, Wednesday is a day that I am not going to do any tutoring. I'm not going to uh, do any church responsibilities or anything like that. That's going to be my night where I recharge or spend some time with my, my new wife of one month. And so just being intentional about blocking out certain periods of time instead of hoping that I will have time one day to relax or rest. That's now, a tough discipline because it seems selfish in the onset, but really you're 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 recharging yourself to keep going for others, if you will, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it really is. It's a tough deal, but that intentional scheduling makes a, uh, really a heck of a difference. So somebody wants to get a hold of you. I know it's uh, really, it's all of it. It's at Alan Parr on Twitter, right? Sure. Tw- and it's Alan, it's Parr. Alan G. Parr at Twitter. On Twitter is Alan G. Parr. Okay, all right, and then on Facebook, it's Alan Parr, and then alanparr.com if they want to go check out your site. Right. Very powerful site, lots of great information, and again, we want to thank all of our sponsors. Ambitious Radio could not do it without you, repairmycreditnow.com, and uh, if you're an entrepreneur or small business owner, you're always looking for ways to save money, and you know, question for you, when was the last time you looked at your electric bill? Um, you could probably save a tremendous amount of money, you just need to check it out, so go to freeelectricitydfw.com for more details on how you can save, or maybe even get free electricity. Tune in Wednesdays on the Ambitious Radio Network, where we interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs changing the faces of their organizations, including school districts. And that's right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. So go out there and be ambitious. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.